coming up on the Shark Fighter podcast. Well, we want to ensure in every community across the globe that sarcoidosis patients have access to the most up-to-date sarcoidosis information. The leadership team at the Foundation for Sarcoidosis Research talks about major advancements when it comes to your care. Uh, Again, there are so many rare diseases, and we want to make sure that sarcoidosis is front and center uh, with clinicians, and again, uh, for the opportunity for a more uh, timely, accurate diagnosis. This is the Sark Fighter Podcast, living with sarcoidosis and other rare diseases. Here's your host, John Carlin. Hello and welcome. This is episode 64 of the Sark Fighter podcast, and I'm your host, John Carlin. Today, I'll be talking with Mary McGowan, the CEO of the Foundation for Sarcoidosis Research, along with Trisha Shivas. She is the Chief Strategy Officer, and they have some exciting news. They'll be talking about significant advancements that are happening all at once on the front of battling and dealing with sarcoidosis. I'm talking about new ways for you to find the right doctor, the doctor who knows about sarcoidosis, even if maybe you live in a rural area or in an area where there's not a immediate center where doctors know about sarcoidosis. They're working on a fix for that. Also talking about multiple new drugs that are being researched all at the same time. This is very exciting. Uh, Since I've been doing the podcast now over uh, the period of a couple of years, I can tell you that uh, there's never been a time when we could talk about all these different therapies that are being researched and and some of these are are getting well I don't want to say close because close is a relative term but they are uh, they are advancing quickly let's put it that way and then also uh, Mary and Trisha are talking about plans to launch new support groups and also about how the sarcoidosis message is being amplified literally all the way to the halls of Congress in the United States. This is big stuff. So, um, and then the other thing I just want to remind you about before we get into the interview today, don't forget the FSR Summit is coming up at the end of July. It's called Unveiling Possibilities. I think that's a great apt name for the summit this year. And if you're listening in June, it's not too late to sign up to get the early bird pricing, which will save you a couple of bucks. Uh, But I do just want to read you uh, two paragraphs. Uh, This is from the FSR website, but uh, I'm on the Patient Advisory Committee, and we kind of helped come up with the name for this and the theme for this year. And so couple of paragraphs. It's possible. It is possible to find answers and hope. It is possible to find a community of people who understand what you are going through. It is possible to find answers from world-renowned experts, and it is possible to live your best life with sarcoidosis. Newly diagnosed and long-term sarcoidosis patients, caregivers, and family and friends of someone impacted by sarcoidosis are all invited to attend this year's summit. Unveiling possibilities will bring connection, expertise, and shared experiences to help you and your loved ones 
throughout your sarcoidosis journey. And you've heard me talk in previous podcasts about all the the uh, various uh, sessions that will happen. The, the summit is virtual again this year, as it was last year. And it's very easy to jump in and jump out of these sessions and to listen and then talk to other people. It's just amazing how, because of the pandemic, we have figured out to make that how to make that extremely easy to do. So I'm not going to go over the agenda today because I want to get right to Mary and Tricia. But uh, I think that those two paragraphs that I just read you are spot on in terms of what you will find at this year's summit and i do hope to see you there okay stay tuned mary and trisha are coming up next to tell us all about these exciting developments in the fight against sarcoidosis i feel like a zombie just feeding at stumbling Hi, I hope you're enjoying the Sark Fighter Podcast. You may be wondering, what can I do to help? How can I be a part of the sarcoidosis solution? It's simple. Make a donation to KISS. Kick in to stop sarcoidosis. 100% of the money goes to the Foundation for Sarcoidosis Research. Look for a link in the show notes of the Sark Fighter Podcast. Welcome back to the Sark Fighter podcast. I am so pleased today to have the people that make FSR absolutely run and operate here as guests today to talk about this new initiative. Our uh, CEO, Mary McGowan, and Chief Strategy Officer, Trisha Shivas, are both here. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you, John. It's always a pleasure to be a guest on your podcast. Thanks so much, John. We're excited to talk to you today. So the the email went out this week, and we're talking late June in 2022. FSR has a new program that deals with how FSR will be recognizing, endorsing, recommending clinics. Mary, tell me how all that works and, and tell me the the gist of of this new announcement. John, we are so excited uh, this week uh, to have announced publicly, it's really exciting new initiative called the FSR Global Sarcoidosis Clinic Alliance. The whole concept of this is to bring hospitals and sarcoidosis clinics together globally in the fight against sarcoidosis. So we were thrilled. Uh, we, the very first presentation that we did was in March. Uh, we were hoping to launch this in January, but due to COVID, we couldn't um, for obvious reasons because the clinics were so engaged in, in taking care of COVID patients. And in relatively very short period of time, we are so thrilled that we had 22 esteemed founding members join us as they learned about this. Um, and, uh, and we're continuing to accept uh, founding members through September uh, to continue to grow this and work with them as part of a leader. Leadership Council. Um, and so anyway, this all developed because uh, we saw this opportunity uh, to be able to connect more closely with sarcoidosis clinics and hospitals. And after we had the vision for this, we actually sent out a survey to clinicians across the globe 
Uh, and they too verified this opportunity and this need for bringing us all together to share best practices and to network both at the clinician and patient level. And that is uh, why we decided to move forward with this extraordinary uh, rare disease initiative. Yeah, that that is a lot. And there's so many things I want to unbundle here. But let's start with what are the ways that patients will be supported by this alliance? If, I, if I've got sarcoidosis, how does this help me? Well, we want to ensure in every community across the globe that sarcoidosis patients have access to the most up-to-date sarcoidosis information, education, and support services. So what we're going to do is, uh, through an application process, we're going to have uh, sarcoidosis patients apply to be peer-led support group leaders, and we're going to host support group meetings uh, monthly at institutions throughout the globe. In addition to that, uh, some of the volunteers will receive training on how to be community educators and how to work with the media so that we can uh, amplify the messaging about sarcoidosis, about this rare disease uh, throughout local communities, again, uh, around the globe. So we're really excited to be uh, recruiting for these leadership positions. Uh, and we're going to have ongoing trainings that are going to support these leaders and also provide opportunities for these leaders to network with each other. In other words, uh, you know, the other leaders across the globe in this effort uh, to be able to provide th these kinds of support services to patients. So these leaders will be patients? Yes, these, these leaders will be patients. Uh, we believe very strongly at FSR in the peer-led leadership approach uh, because it's really the patients who have the best understanding of what it's like living with sarcoidosis. And if we can empower them uh, to be leaders of these support group sessions, uh, then we, we believe that that has the strongest impact. And do you foresee in a post-COVID world that these support groups would meet in person? Yes, we do hope that they will be meeting uh, shortly in person uh, as the world hopefully continues to uh, try to get back to normal. And uh, as we continue to fight uh, COVID uh, and its forces, uh, we do hope to have these in person. And up until the point when they can't be in person, we will be doing these virtually. And you did ring one of my bells when you said media training. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. How to deal with the media. Yes. <laughs> Maybe I can help you with that. Uh, we would love that, John, of course, uh, because we want to make sure that our volunteer leaders, you know, feel comfortable working with the media uh, and uh, have an opportunity to rehearse their talking points and, uh, and, and again, empowering them so that they can empower others in their local communities. Gotcha. So there's 20, 22 of these um, centers that uh, is center the right word. Uh, what, what, uh, what are we going to call yes. somebody who's one of the 22? Uh, we're, we're calling them founding members of the uh, FSR Global Clinic Alliance. Alliance, Alliance yes. members. Alliance yes. members. Got it. So and there's 22 Alliance members, but that's all around the world right now, as, as you and I are speaking on uh, June 24th of 2022. 
Yes. So right now, the 24 that have joined are from the United States. Uh, we are doing a webinar in July to invite all clinics globally from around the world to the webinar about the Alliance. Uh, and we're hoping at that point uh, that we will then have an opportunity to introduce this to international uh, sarcoidosis clinic Alliance potential members and have them join also as a founding member. Yeah, well, I know because I've talked to so many doctors in other parts of the world through the podcast that uh, the you know FSR is, has got a long reach. So I I don't anticipate that that is is going to be. Uh, I think I think it's going to be very popular in other parts of the world. We agree, and we're very excited to be working with our international uh, clinic uh, members, uh, future members. Right, I got you. So now we talked a little bit about the patient side, but this has a big upside for the doctors, the researchers, the clinicians, I guess is the proper term. So if you're, if it's, what is the clinician facing program that the Alliance offers? Well, there are several, I'll highlight a few. Uh, first of all, we believe, and we also confirmed again through the survey that there's a real desire for these clinicians to have an opportunity for peer case review. Uh, for uh, cases that they have, sarcoidosis cases. So we're providing a platform for these peer case review uh, sessions so that the clinicians can share the information and can get uh, guidance and uh, advice and input from other clinicians uh, at other clinics worldwide. So that's one. The other one that we're really excited to be launching is a journal club. Uh, and we believe uh, a, a sarcoidosis specific journal club that's going to be supporting early career professionals and also encourages clinicians to stay up to date on sarcoidosis uh, medical literature is really going to be very effective. Uh, and again, an opportunity to bring these uh, experts uh, in these global clinics together uh, to learn and talk about these, uh, these journal articles. And then finally, we're also uh, providing clinical engagement and education uh, through our clinic engagement series. We just held our conference on June 15th. Uh, we had, I think, nine different countries that were represented, uh, over 100 registrants, and we had Dr. Menza from the NHLBI uh, who was the keynote speaker um, at this really exciting conference. So we're going to be doing these uh, quarterly. And again, it's an opportunity to bring clinics together globally to stay up to date on research uh, and other topics around sarcoidosis, uh, care, education, uh, research, and support. And I guess the end goal for all of this, because when, I, when I'm talking to patients on the podcast, what they're saying is, is I, you know, I go to my local doctor and they've never heard of sarcoidosis. This, this would be the beginning of a way to fix that, right? Correct. That's our belief as well. Uh, we do know that, uh, again, awareness is large, not only in the general population, so that if an individual uh, does have sarcoidosis and has signs and symptoms of sarcoidosis, that they can 
bring that up to their doctor, hopefully for a shorter uh, time period for an accurate diagnosis. But also to your point, John, from the clinician's uh, standpoint, uh, again, there are so many rare diseases and we wanna make sure that sarcoidosis is front and center uh, with clinicians. And again, uh, for the opportunity for a more uh, timely, accurate diagnosis, which of course uh, can be life-saving. Um, and this yeah. is critically important. And, and FSR believes strongly in making sure that we are working as hard as possible to bring this awareness uh, to clinicians as well as to patients themselves. But basically what this is, is infrastructure that's, that's going to have doctors talking to each other more, sharing their research, sharing their best practices, sharing their success and failure stories so that more doctors in more places are conversing about sarcoidosis and, and understanding best practices, best paths forward, making patients have better outcomes. Absolutely. Beautifully said, John. Thank you. <laughs> okay. All right. So, well, that's my job. I like distilling stuff. <laughs> Trish, I want to ask you, I know that uh, FSR has been doing some stuff with the National Institutes of Health and there really is some there. There's some momentum now to get some federal backing for some of the the things that FSR is doing, and and for sarcoidosis related research from the government, which we never have had before. Yeah, thanks, John. Uh, we are we've been working really hard to grow our relationships with the National Institutes of Health, and one of the ways that we've been doing that is to make sure that we are engaged in different institutes at the at the National Institutes of Health. So there's a lot of different institutes that have a particular focus. So Mary mentioned earlier that we had a session with um, Dr. George Menza from the NHLBI, which is the National Heart and Lung and Blood Institute, um, and that is one of the areas that has been a big focus for where sarcoidosis has been in the past. But we're also focusing in other areas, um, such as in, in the environmental health uh, studies area. So there's an institute that focuses on environmental impacts, since we know there may be some environmental causes um, to sarcoidosis and making sure we're part of that. We've been working with the organization that focuses on um, arthritis and, and musculoskeletal disease and skin disease, right? So we know there's different manifestations of sarcoidosis and we're having conversations now at all of these different spaces. Um, in fact, this year um, in February, uh, you may recall that FSR was able to participate in the NIH Rare Disease Day as um, have, by having a panel there. So really kind of activating and showing the NIH, again, what we are doing and why the work that we're doing is so critically important in this space. And these are conversations that we're continuing. But in addition to the NIH, we've also um, started working with the FDA on a number of different things in order to draw um, more attention from that federal level as well. And are we making some progress with respect to, to this work? Yeah, so um, very excitingly, we just had a FDA uh, patient listening session on pulmonary sarcoidosis. Um, this is a really unique opportunity for FSR to get directly in front of the FDA um, and many members of the FDA. We had 50 attendees at this session. It was a very well attended session, um, representing a lot of different institutes at the FDA. And um, 
for all of your listeners, um, I know everybody's a little bit more familiar with the FDA now um, after COVID, but the FDA approves drugs, um, but they also uh, approve technologies that are being used for diagnosis. Um, and they also um, can help with the process for repurposing drugs. So they have a number of different angles um, that we wanted to highlight that tie into the work and the needs of our patient population. And so what we did was um, we had this listening session, which is a closed session. We weren't able to have that available to the pu- to the public. That's the rules of the session itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we had patients that came together, shared their stories. We had six patients, one caregiver. Mary shared a bit about things that we had learned from the community um, on this. And then Dr. Lisa Meyer, who had provided the clinician perspective. Uh, and so that was our main goal was to get that information out. And these were really passionate stories that reflected what we heard from the community. So what would actually happen in a listening session? The the doctors are listening to the patients talk and see how sarcoidosis affects their lives? Sure. Great, great question. So basically it's um, an hour and a half long meeting and you have all of these different folks at the FDA who are making decisions about how drugs are approved or how technologies move forward. Um, And we wanted to give them a chance. A lot of them are very scientific and don't necessarily have the chance to truly understand the patient experience. Um, So what what this is, is a chance for them to understand how sarcoidosis is impacting individuals' daily lives. What were the challenges that people faced um, with diagnosis? Um, Where did the technology fail? And why do we need different technologies that might be able to do a better job to do better at diagnosing? Um, Understanding the drug development process from the patient perspective? What have been the barriers or challenges? So we raised issues there about diversity um, and the the challenges for diverse populations to be involved. We raised challenges for the drugs that are currently available, not adequately addressing um, the needs of those living with sarcoidosis. So uh, Steroids is actually FDA approved in sarcoidosis. Um, And so that is oftentimes a go-to as as I know you've talked about many times on the podcast, a go-to for clinicians as they're moving forward because it's um, cheaper. There are ways that it does work sometimes for some patients, but the cost was also something we reflected in those stories. So the stories were individual people sharing how all of those different things um, came to play. If nothing else, sarcoidosis is on the FDA's radar now, right? Yes. Yes. You know, there's so many orphan diseases and everybody's clamoring to be recognized, but it it sounds like thanks to the work of FSR, that's happening now. Like our voice is a little bit louder. A hundred percent. We are on the radar and we have some really exciting things that are going to be coming out as a result of that. And Mary, I don't know if you wanted to share some of the things that were coming out as a result of what we are, what we did with the listening session. Absolutely. So after the listening session took place, uh, we started creating a white paper uh, that have a little bit more details uh, on the session. And we're gonna be launching the white paper in mid-July. In addition to that, we're gonna be hosting a community webinar in August uh, because we're so grateful to the community. I think you know, John, our approach at FSR is always about uh, engaging the community in our efforts. So in preparation for the FDA patient listening session, we sent a survey to our clinicians, 
to all of our patients and to our industry partners uh, because we wanted to get what they thought was the important messaging to send to the FDA. And that's how we came up with our messages. That's how we came up with the patients uh, who had those stories that reflected those messages. And so we want to give back to the community and share the results of the survey and share the details of this really milestone event for FSR that took place. Um, in addition to that, we are also now working on the possibility of hosting a patient-focused drug development session uh, sometime later next year. And these sessions are much larger. Uh, they are open to the public and they are important for advancing clinical trials and drug development. So we're really excited about that. And at the same time, we're also exploring conducting additional patient listening sessions and other manifestations such as neurosarcoidosis or cardiac sarcoidosis to deepen uh, you know, the FDA's understanding and needs of those living with this complex disease. Yeah, when you say neurosarc, I'm so happy to hear that <laughs> I'm an orphan among orphans <laughs> as, a, as the neurosarc representative. Um, so I'm, I'm glad that, that uh, that's getting uh, spotlighted a little bit. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So now we've got clinical trials, and it does seem like there's a lot more going on right now with clinical trials. And Tricia, uh, can you bring us up to speed on what's going on with that? I've talked to several different people, and I know there's a, there's a bunch of pharmaceutical companies out there. So can you kind of let us know where we are with that? Yes, 100%. So this is a really exciting time as far as clinical trials goes in sarcoidosis. Um, you know, in the past, we've had one clinical trial running at a time or um, many times even no clinical trials running in our space. Um, but right now, there is a lot of interest and engagement um, in the clinical trial space. And as you know, FSR has done a lot of background work to try to make sure that this is really possible for pharmaceutical companies to kind of to to come into this space. So what's important in what we have done is we've made it so that they understand there is an eager population that's interested in clinical trials that wants more and new drugs um, and helping to do that education on the background, back end for them. And then in addition, we um, have really worked very closely with pharmaceutical partners, um, getting them access to some of the key opinion leaders in the space, some of those expert uh, clinicians that are out there so that they could have really good conversations and, de and understand a little bit more about how uh, their drug might work, whether it's a good fit um, for the clinical practices that they're trying to meet. And then in addition to that, we've worked really closely with the patients. Um, so we know that patients are interested, so we want to make sure we're getting that in front of them. And so we've put in place a system that allows for people to know about clinical trials that are going on. So we do a lot of um, marketing and advertising for that, for patients, so they can get involved if they're interested in being part of that, that process. And I'm really excited to share with you that we have seven sponsored clinical trials underway right now. And so remember, I said there was about one or two happening, staggering um, over in the past. And now we have seven potential clinical trials that are starting off. And just to clarify for your audience very quickly, when we're talking clinical trials here, we're talking pharmaceutical sponsored or 
biotech sponsored clinical trials, which are the ones which will end up resulting ultimately in a new drug. And so we have the academic studies, which are building all the background for that. And they, they continue. And those are very, very important. But these are the ones that are getting much closer to getting that new therapy on, on uh, available for patients. Seven. Seven. That's amazing. That's yeah. amazing. Just just in the time that that we've been doing the Sark Fighter podcast, I think, like you said, one or two, and that was that was reason to celebrate. And now, a couple of years later, it's up to seven, potentially, and that could result in seven new drugs that patients could take. The and the farther you can get uh, those of us who are patients away from steroids, the happier we all will be. Exactly. Yeah. So it is a really exciting time. Um, if anybody does want to know more about clinical trials, please reach out to us how they work. We're happy to give more background information, but this is, this is the moment where we hopefully can get more and more engagement and more excitement around this. And this is why partly we're talking to the FDA as well, right? Because it's very important for us to continue those conversations. So anything else happening that listeners should know about? Sure. Yeah. Um, there's a lot going on in research right now. Thank you to everyone who has um, supported uh, all the research efforts that we have. Um, FSR has been taking our research funding worldwide. Um, you may know that we have funded over $6 million worth of sarcoidosis-specific research efforts. Um, and last year, we, we uh, gave out about $200,000 in research grants to academic researchers. This year, we're poised to give out over $300,000 in research funding to our academic researchers. Um, and so this is really an exciting time. We just right now are in the final wrap-up stages for our fellow that's going to be coming out this year. So we have received those applications and are finalizing um, the announcement. So keep an eye out for that. And very excitingly, we um, have uh, grants that just came out um, specifically uh, for pilot grants, which are early background kind of information studies that can help make it possible for researchers to get bigger funding to move the needle forward. And a new grant, which we have not had up until this point, specifically available for cardiac sarcoidosis. And we had an incredible amount of engagement around that. Yeah. So let me ask you about that. Uh, how excited are the uh, researchers, Mary, for this opportunity? Really very excited. And I think it builds off the momentum that Tricia has been talking about, just about the interest in uh, in clinical trials and in research in the sarcoidosis space. Uh, again, we received the most applications ever for our pilot grants, and uh, we received a very high number of cardiac sarcoidosis uh, grants, by the way, which was made available through a very generous donor uh, to FSR uh, and uh, wanted uh, us to be providing funding specifically for cardiac sarcoidosis. So our, we are so grateful to donors uh, who allow this type of funding uh, for additional uh, support and research for sarcoidosis. But I think all of this combined, uh, John, is really building on this tremendous momentum for sarcoidosis. Again, we see it at the FDA, we see it through the Clinic Alliance, we see it through research, uh, we see it through the patient engagement 
engagement. And it's just such an exciting time to really be moving the needle forward for sarcoidosis. Uh, we have our upcoming patient summit. We And thank you uh, for your uh, leadership as part of the patient advisory group and you all coming up with the title of unveiling possibilities uh, moving forward. And, and really, this is just what is happening at Foundation for Sarcoidosis and for Sarcoidosis Globally, and it's most exciting. Yeah, Tricia, do you want, want to add anything to that? Uh, you know, uh, I don't have much to add except to say that we are also very, very excited. Um, I I know that the the conference itself is something we're, we're very excited about. There's a lot of in, in opportunities for us to engage around the conference. Um, if you have not attended a, an FSR conference, this is virtual. It is available. Last year, we had many individuals from all over the world um, participating in this. There's opportunities for networking. There's opportunities for engaging um, with global experts. Uh, so whether you're brand new or you've had sarcoidosis for a little bit of while, we'll have different tracks that can help you learn a little bit more about what's happening in the disease or what you need to know. Um, and then we also have these great tracks that came out of the wonderful theme that you came up with that's really focused um, specifically um, on things like understanding your finances, how to talk to your clinician, um, how to engage um, and learn from others when you're trying to navigate the, the symptoms of your disease, kind of life hacks, um, as it were, uh, in order to think about things. Um, so we're really excited about that, uh, about that coming up and, and what, what that conference is going to be when, when we invite all of you to join us. Yeah, the, 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 the summits are wonderful. And I hope we get back to a point where uh, they're in person again. Hopefully we can get the pandemic behind us. And um, that's just, that's just my thought. Just thinking out loud, the networking opportunities, I think are, are as good as they are virtually. Um, I'm hoping that eventually we can all kind of meet in person and um, you know, cause you know, every time I've been for work to uh, an event, you, you learn as much having a beer after the day, sitting around with the, with your fellow conferees right. as, as you do in the conferences themselves. So Right. And I think that's one of the things that w will be another benefit coming from um, the Clinic Alliance um, is that opportunity for, uh, you know, more local level uh, engagement with others. Um, and that's, that is definitely something we want to be focusing in on um, as we move things forward there. Gotcha. So let me shift gears a little bit, Mary, last year uh, and early this year, there was some, uh, some really Exciting programming focused on increasing diversity. I was involved in some of that uh, and inclusion with respect to sarcoidosis. How will uh, FSR be continuing that work? Yeah, John, this is such an uh, important area for FSR. We believe so strongly uh, in diversity and inclusion in everything that we do uh, at FSR. Uh, but we were so thrilled uh, with the very successful results of the Ignore No More campaign. Uh, this campaign was focused on African-American women uh, and sarcoidosis. Uh, it was just an incredible reach with over 500,000 media impressions. We were 
we're so thrilled to have Gerald Prescott Galen, uh, who's an actress of AMC's Walking Dead and BET's All the Queen's Men. She's been living with sarcoidosis for many years, but most recently was diagnosed with cardiac sarcoidosis. She did an amazing PSA for us that got over a thousand views in just one month uh, and really helping to amplify our messaging uh, about this really critically important work. As, as you know, African-American women have the highest prevalence of sarcoidosis and by far the worst outcomes. Uh, and so it's important that the African-American community understand this and also that clinicians understand this. Uh, and so that's what this was really uh, all about, um, this campaign. We're really excited uh, as part two. Uh, we've just gotten funding uh, for a part two campaign. That's going to be called Ignore No More, Act Now. Act stands for Advanced Clinical Trials, Equity, and Sarcoidosis. And this is really going to be um, taking a deeper dive into how we can support and encourage uh, clinical trial participation among all African Americans. Um, and our goal is to, is to really learn from the community and to create strategies uh, that can be captured in a white paper uh, and will be helpful tool for, uh, again, both uh, academic as well as industry sponsored trials. Uh, and we're really excited to be as part of this campaign hosting a congressional briefing uh, to drive change at the federal level. So I hope uh, listeners stay tuned for this really exciting uh, expansion of this national campaign. Uh, and thank you for asking that question. We also, you know, have a Chan Zuckerberg initiative going on. I'll, I'll turn it over to Trisha. She's been working very closely uh, with the Chan Zuckerberg uh, group uh, on this exciting diversity campaign as well. Yeah, so uh, the Chan Zuckerberg Initiative, I think it's really important to say for the community so everyone knows this has been not just a, a grant and, and then the work that comes out of that, but this has really afforded FSR a lot of other opportunities for advancing and growing the skill sets of the staff, for uh, reaching out and um, understanding from others um, that are in the network uh, best practices that they're using that we can then bring back to our community. So this has really afforded us a lot of opportunities in order to expand and grow and, and move things forward for those living with sarcoidosis, which is our ultimate goal. The, Actual grant itself will be looking um, to work with clinics, so um, members of the alliance or others that will be working with those clinics and um, helping to improve the diagnostic and what we'll call the referral pathway. And what I mean by that is um, the ways that you get from your local doctor, your local pulmonologist, or your local generalist um, to those um, more expert care. And what is that pathway? And how do we really define that so that we can, again, reduce the amount of time for diagnosis and improve the pathway for treatment, especially if someone's living more rurally and they don't have that kind of connection um, to a more urban center that might be more advanced in this space. That is so, I've never heard that term before, the referral pathway, <clears throat> but um, when, and, and you guys are so good at sort of finding terms because you see this stuff all the time, the individual patient that lives in the middle of North or South Dakota or you know, some rural area, not in fact, not too far from, from where I live here in Virginia, um, that's, that's what they talk about. They say, my doctor had never heard of sarcoidosis before. Um, and so, you know, even, 
you know, I, I'm not in a real large urban area, but we do have a, a large clinic here. And, and, and so so people drive four hours to get to where I am in Roanoke, Virginia for care because we're we're the big medical center in this part of the world, right? Serving serving the western half of the, the state of Virginia. But even here, there are very few sarcoidosis patients. So my doc, I might have been one of six for my right. rheumatologist doctor, um, which is not the same as going to Cleveland Clinic, which is what I ultimately decided to do, where I'm dealing with a center where that's all the doctor sees. Right. It's so so that's now so that term is a referral pathway. And, and you're trying to sort of take that from being a rural road to an interstate to get you to, to that doctor quicker. That's right. I think, um, you know, for us, what we're trying to do is um, help to identify those areas where patients are being seen and create um, a kind of a conversation both ways from the major centers to some of those um, more local level individuals that are that are supporting um, individuals living with sarcoidosis, and then also allowing an opportunity for them to have that conversation back. And because a lot of times, even as you're going to Cleveland Clinic, John, you still have that do- the local doctor that you're going to want to talk to and giving that kind of conversation, allowing them to get the kind of education they need. And then when a case is more complex or they need more support, they can have that support that way. And that's what we're trying to build. Awesome. So, so many exciting things, Mary, what else can listeners look forward to as we move forward over the next few months? Well, we have so many exciting things as we've been talking about going on uh, at FSR. Uh, Trisha and I are continuing to speak uh, internationally at different conferences. As a matter of fact, uh, in just two weeks, we're headed to Boston. Uh, We're both going to be speaking at the World Orphan Drug Congress, which is really exciting. It's a very large conference, uh, and it's wonderful to have sarcoidosis being represented there at that conference. Uh, So we're really looking forward to that. I think also uh, the viewers, if they want to stay in touch with us in terms of the uh, Clinic Alliance and its growth, uh, if anybody uh, is being treated at a center or alliance that is not on our webpage and uh, would like to share contact information, please let us know uh, because we want to ensure that we are reaching out to everybody to offer this opportunity uh, to bring them into this really extraordinary, uh, unique uh, effort. Um, so, and also please sign up for our, um, our, our patient conference, uh, July 30th and 31st. Uh, it's going to be so exciting this year. Uh, last year, we had over 300 attendees uh, from around the world. Uh, so we're really looking forward to a really exciting conference uh, this year as well. So those are just a couple of other things. We have some other events on our uh, webpage and uh, that are coming up. We have a, a couple of uh, painting sessions. Uh, so I would encourage anybody who's listening to please join uh, FSR if you have not. Uh, all you simply do is fill out a quick form with your email, and, and that helps you stay up to date on all of our different events and activities. Okay. So uh, I've got a note here to ask you about life hacks and living with sarcoidosis. What, so how, how will patients be able to take advantage of those or find out what those are? 
Sure, so, I'll jump in if that's okay, Mary. Um, right, the, life absolutely. Hack, uh, the life hacks thing that we're trying to do here is learn from folks like you, John. Like, what do you do when the fatigue is overwhelming? Or what do you do when, you know, you're just having a really painful day? Or you just, you know, what are those things that you're doing? Life hacks are the tips and tricks that people have used in their own daily lives to navigate the disease and um, and learning from individuals that are living with the disease to do that. So this is gonna be um, one of the exciting kinds of sessions that we're having this year are beyond all of our wonderful chat boards and we have a coffee break that's open and chatting. This session is a chance for people to um, talk back and forth um, with one another and share how they are managing their day-to-day. Got it. Life hacks. I love it. I love it. And so it, is it, can people now sign up? Uh, there's, is there not a discount if you sign up early? How's that work? Early bird? Is that, is that how that works? Is, and how long is that available? Early bird registration, right, through the end of the month. So it's a great opportunity. And there's also, John, scholarships that are available. So uh, for people who want to attend the conference, uh, there is a registration fee. uh, But we want to make sure that there are no barriers to anybody joining this conference. So if anybody needs financial assistance, there's information there uh, as part of the registration as well. Uh, and so please, uh, you know, we want to be able to ensure that everybody has access to attending this really important educational global event uh, as part of that. But yes, uh, please pay attention to the early bird registration as well. Gotcha. Yeah, and if somebody can't afford it, but, you, but they want to be there, we'll find a way to make it happen. That's absolutely correct. Uh, We want to make sure that everybody has access, again, to support education, uh, opportunity to ask questions, all the networking that takes place. Uh, We understand that this is critically important to bring people together living with sarcoidosis to support one another. uh, And that's what this patient conference is all about. Well, guys, look, we've covered a lot in a short amount of time. uh, I'm just thrilled to have had both of you on and but more than that, uh, thrilled to hear uh, about all the momentum on all the different fronts. So congratulations on just really getting sarcoidosis out there and advancing the cause. Um, uh, you, you really deserve kudos. Well, thank you, John. And thank you for all that you're doing. Uh, you know, these podcasts just really help to, again, amplify the messaging, the incredible interviews that you've, d- you've done, uh, the highlights of the campaigns that you continue to do. We are so grateful to you uh, for doing this incredibly important work and sharing this information uh, worldwide. Uh, and so uh, you're part of the great success that we are all having, as well as all of the patients the entire uh, sarcoidosis community. It's everybody working together uh, to spread the word, to spread the awareness, to engage in initiatives. And this is really the result of everybody's success and working together, uh, building this momentum. And uh, we're looking forward to the, the near future to continue to see great successes on the continuation of this momentum uh, building so rapidly now. All right. Well, thank you all very much. Thank you so much, John. We appreciate it. A zombie just feeding at stumbling. What a pleasure it is to have Mary and Tricia here on the Sark Fighter podcast today. And beyond that, I cannot begin to explain to you 
how they are advancing the cause of people with sarcoidosis at light speed. It's really just like it was cruising down the runway for a long time, and now that plane is taking off. And 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 once it gets to cruising altitude, who knows what's going to happen. But um, we'll get a tailwind and we'll just keep going, right? Seven clinical trials in various stages of development. Seven. That's huge. Also, a reexamination of the way that we find the best care through the Global Sarcoidosis Alliance. 22 medical centers and hospitals as the founding members, and that list will grow. And then the fact that these doctors will now have this sort of mechanism that FSR is putting in place, a regular way to have easy communication with one another, to look at what's working and what's not, and to look at what's down the road and examine new possibilities. And and FSR is putting all of this in place. And it's, it's this is all, you know, I've been getting bits and pieces of it because I'm volunteering with FSR, but all I was getting was was literally bits and pieces. It's been in the background in the development stage for over a year now, and Mary and Tricia and the team got everything all set up, and then this was just announced publicly last week. As I'm speaking to you now, I'm recording on June 24th of 2022. So this is all brand new stuff, and very likely... You are hearing it here first on the Sark Fighter podcast. You are hearing it directly from the people who put this in place. And, and, and I know they would give credit to their team, but this is the leadership of the team that is putting all of this in motion. And, and they're here on the podcast talking about it. And for me, when I, when I started this podcast, I never dreamed that we would be on the forefront like this. And it's just so nice to be able to share that messaging. It really is. You know, it's never good to have sarcoidosis. I know firsthand that the fight is real. The effects are not good. But uh, and, and all the folks who've come forward to share their story on the podcast would agree with that. But what I try to leave you with every week is hope. And today, I think we're getting a solid dose of hope. So remember, all the relevant links, if you want to know more, are in the show notes. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, keep fighting. Learn to